This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Egger. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pam Peters. A new analysis by the Pew Research Center found Americans are following the news less closely than they were just a few years ago. Pew reported that in 2016, 51 percent of U.S. adults said they followed the news all or most of the time, but that share fell to 38 percent in 2022, the most recent time Pew researchers asked this question. Pew said this comes amid changes in news consumption habits, declining trust in the media, and high levels of news fatigue. Older adults are more likely to say they follow the news all or most of the time, while younger adults are less likely. However, Americans in all age groups have become less likely to say they follow the news all or most of the time since 2016. Uh, Either of you have thoughts on on why this might be happening? Well, I'll I'll start and I'll say that I think uh, because uh, there are people out there online, as online has become this web-first world we live in that uh, online has become the predominant means of informing the masses now because it's just so easy and uh, access- accessible but at the same time it's uh, really uh, cheapened uh, what uh, what uh, people that have, can now uh, kind of charade or put on as journalists and play journalists and uh, it, it gets harder to I think uh, kind of discern between what is legitimate and what what is or is or isn't legitimate journalism and I think because of this also there are people that are intentionally trying to deceive others and uh, they've politicized uh, and uh, opinions and uh, have have seeped through and blurred the lines between uh, fact and fiction and uh, what what we've seen here and what's happened with this and the better part of the last decade has uh, left many of us very suspicious about what we see or find uh, online. Now, we can still associate quality with the longstanding uh, proven, uh, you know, uh, places of journalism, i.e. the New York Times, Washington Post, NBC News, and so forth. But uh, these others that have been uh, new entries uh, maybe just still need to prove themselves. And uh, I think we're still uh, trying to grasp and trying to build trust as a as American consumers of news about what to trust and what not to trust online. And as newspapers uh, disappear either uh, entirely or at least on print, I think we're still trying to adjust and uh, determine uh, who we're going to allow to be our uh, voice of record because there are so many choices out there. And... Uh, some that, again, have tried to uh, purposely try to deceive people that uh, it's hard to rebuild that trust. I think that's a reflection of this. I would definitely agree. I think it's a matter of trust. It's almost so easily accessible because of social media. I mean, when you pull up, I mean, I pull up my computer. The first thing I see when I pull up the Internet is whatever news is popping up. And so I think it's people almost see it as so easily accessible that they almost, I almost wonder if they just get inundated with so much information because of social media and because it's really accessible on their computers, on their phones, that people don't follow it as much because they don't think that, hey, I'm, you know, I don't miss anything because it's all there. But I also agree. I think there's a break in trust there somewhere. And, um, you know, the report even talks about the political affiliation of 
know, in 2016, the one that stood out to me, 57% of Republicans and independents who leaned Republican were following the news, and that's dropped to 37% in six years, where there's only been a 7% difference among Democrats and Democratic leaners, although they started at a lower level to begin with at 42 or at 49%. But that tells me there's a big break in trust, you know, based on political affiliation, obviously, that People aren't sure who to trust, what to trust, what information they're getting is true because of what they're being fed by political leaders um, and people in positions of power that are saying, look, you know, you can't trust even, you know, you can't trust the New York Times, even though their history is shows that they, for the most part, report appropriately. But, well, they put something out we didn't like, so therefore you can't trust them. And I think that also goes along with because there's so much information and it's so easily available, I think people are looking for the information that they agree with, overlooking news that is giving them information that they need to know. And as we know, there's a difference between what you want and what you need to know and I think there's a line there where because of what people are getting fed, they're more looking for this is what I want to know, this is what I want to hear. It may not be true, but it makes me feel good. So therefore, I'm going to listen to this information and avoid listening to that because, yeah, it's true, but it doesn't make me feel good about myself or my choices or my beliefs or whatever. So. Yeah, I think it's a matter of trust, but also where are they accessing information as well? Yeah, I think that's a, a real good point. Uh, uh, there do seem to be a number of people who want to be told certain things, and anything else is uh, simply does not matter. I also find the year 2016 interesting. There was a certain person who ran for the Republican nomination that year and received the Republican presidential nomination that year and eventually won the presidency who has a childlike tendency to need constant attention. And uh, that could certainly lead to a bit of burnout. You just get tired of hearing uh, what this person has to say all the time, uh, constantly tweeting out stuff. Uh, a lot of it, I, I feel, uh, rather mean-spirited at that. And that could certainly lead to a little bit of uh, information burnout or overload. Well, and then just one down and outright lies have were, were spread at that time, and uh, we're still trying to emerge and undo that damage. Uh, that that's been very fairly recent history, mm -hmm. and so we're trying to we're trying to emerge from that. And I think we could also add to this conversation just as what has happened to media organizations in general. The the you know shrinking of newsrooms. There's yeah. not enough staff to do the job mm -hmm. that's still needed. We're still. Uh, we're we're doing what we can. I can say we here because we I participate and help out uh, and contribute stories here at Tri States Public Radio. But I think it's uh, I don't think it's a secret that we could certainly, if uh, if the expense and the funding were available, that we could certainly do more and do more reporting. Uh, I think it's uh, I'm proud to see the reporting that level that we do with the few number of people that we have. And and Rich, you've been here long enough to know what the what the the staff that you've had to work with. Uh, in the past compared to now. And so I think that's a reflection of this too, is that we, there's just not enough journalists to really do the job that people are buying or subscribing or turning on newscasts for. They just, they, they just don't have the staffs to do the job as well as they used to. 
Yeah, well, when I came here, the, there were two of us in the newsroom at Tri-State's Public Radio. The staff eventually grew to five, uh, shrunk down to one for about close to three years, and then uh, we're back up to two right now. But trying to cover, uh, I think we have a greater emphasis now than when I came here on trying to cover the larger region rather than just Macomb. And uh, that's a difficult task with two people. Yeah, we could definitely use more people and, and many newsrooms, not just us, many newsrooms could use more reporters. No, oh, absolutely. I, I just remember my short history here so far is uh, that you had a larger staff when I, when I first started participating and being on the air here at Tri-State. So I think that's definitely a reflection of that. And I've, I've lived through newsrooms that have been downsized. And I've, I've left uh, a couple of newsrooms where I worked where they are, when I joined them, they were far more larger and have far more human resources. And that than they did before, and I think when uh, people see newscasts or see news, read newspapers or read stories, and they're seeing maybe not a decline in quality, but you certainly can't cover as much or get to all those uh, every last school board meeting or every city council meeting that you once did. And I think that might be a reflection of oh, I can't trust on this source like I used to because they're not covering what they what they once did. Well, and, I, and to add to that, I think because the newsrooms are shrinking so much, especially locally, are we getting out there as news people and getting to know the public? You know, because are we actually out there being able to cover all these local events? And we're also trying to cover regionally because we're creating these news deserts in so many areas that it's harder to trust as well because I don't know these reporters. They're either coming in, they're not people from the area, or, you know, I just see, you know, a few things that they're reporting on locally, and we've talked about this before, sometimes when they're reporting on stuff locally, they even report on the wrong town or whatever. Um, so I think it's also a matter of there's, we're losing trust because these newsrooms are so small or there are just complete news deserts that the reporters that we're getting our information from seem so distant from these, especially these small rural areas, that there is a lack of trust and it's harder to trust these people, especially if they're not reporting in their local area. With that, we're going to uh, wrap up our discussion for this week. Our listeners can join us again next week for more of Shop Talk.